Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Brett Barron's here along with Bryce Beeman after Illinois wins 24-3 over Virginia, getting some revenge. Bryce, we're going to call this one Wahoos, because that's what the, I don't know if you knew that, Cavaliers. I didn't know that. Oh, that's, is that what they do? That's, well, that's what they're like does? known as, is huh. the Wahoos. Okay. So we're going to say win over the Wahoos. Win over the Wahoos. You know, I don't know why they're the Wahoos, but I like it. I'm regretting that I didn't put that as my uh, headline for the article That's that okay. you wrote. So I apologize. We'll do it I'll on the pod. to fix it. <laughs> no idea why they're the Wahoos, but they are. And Illinois absolutely comes out and shuts the door. It was 21-3 at half. Bryce, this is a team last year that beat Illinois 42-14. to Pretty remarkable how far they've come in one year. And that's what, I mean, Brett Bielma kept talking about in the post-game press conference was just about, I mean, so many people asked him about it too. They're like, he's like, it just shows the kind of team we've become. And a lot of the guys are talking about kind of getting that revenge and they were already mad about the Indiana loss. So I think it was a lot of just like, we need to get this win. We're not losing this team again. We're not losing again. And so I think that was just a big factor and they came out ready to play. Obviously a lot of the points were scored in the first half, so they were ready to roll. Yeah, all of the offensive points for Illinois. And there was only two touchdowns offensively from the Illini. Special teams, we'll chat about that coming up. But my big thing that I was watching, and I said this on the pregame show with Jeremy Warner, was Brennan Armstrong. Dude threw for more than 400 yards last year against the Illini. Five touchdowns, and they made him look mediocre, poor at best, and he's not a bad quarterback. 13 for 32, two interceptions, no TDs, just 180 yards for Armstrong. Pretty incredible, and he was sacked five times. I thought Illinois owned the line of scrimmage on both sides, and they just showed today their potential. I think that's the biggest thing. After the disappointing, we want to talk about last year, that's fine, and and this is a big progress point from last year. The first win over a Power 5 non-conference opponent since 2011. It's been a long, long time for Illinois since they've done that. But it shows that. But how about just from last week to, to actually close out a game and they were in control the whole time. And I know a lot of nation probably anxious in that sense because they're just conditioned to be like, okay, well, this team's going to come back and, and make it a game late. But they own the line of scrimmage. They controlled the game pretty much from the start. And... It was in control. Credit to Illinois and and showing the potential of what this team can be after last week when they were disappointed. They should have won at Indiana, and they didn't. This team should be 3-0. They're 2-1. But overall, a pretty impressive showing bouncing back from last week. I was going to say, I think that this was a totally fired up team coming onto the field today. Like they, they had the mindset that they're going to win. And they, I think it showed on the field that just how they played. And like you said, they completely made Armstrong look like a different quarterback than we saw last year. It was, didn't even look like the same guy. He had so much pressure on him. He had nowhere to throw. Like you said, he only passed 180 yards. He had kind of nowhere to go a lot of the times. And then he had so much pressure coming on him. I mean, five sacks, he just had, no time to throw or anything and then they hardly had any rushing yards only 42 so he didn't even have much of a rush game either so I think just it was just kind of a a lot coming at him and then obviously offensively I mean there were a few little tweaks that they can still fix I know Tommy DeVito said it himself he's like there's you know a couple penalties Isaiah Williams ran pretty far on a punt return one time and they got it taken back pretty far from a penalty I know that was a big thing that they were talking about fixing but so they had a couple little 
minor things there. But, I mean, defensively, Illinois just showed what they are capable of. And so if they continue playing like that, I think it would be a really interesting Illini team that we'll see throughout this year. Brendan Armstrong's a top-half ACC quarterback, and they made yeah. him look yeah. very, very average at best in that sense. And I think Illinois' secondary continues to show just how good they are in holding Armstrong to what he did. I mentioned the line of scrimmage. I thought Illinois owned that. He mm-hmm. was sacked five times. And then the rushing game as well. Chase Brown, I mean, he's not only one of the best in the Big Ten, he's showing he's one of the best in the country Almost 500 yards now in three games for him. He goes for 146, just 20 rushes today. And I want to give a lot of credit to Reggie Love the Third because when we had questions last week on who was going to step in when Chase was not carrying the ball, and it wasn't much last week with 36 carries last week, so down 16 this week, I thought Reggie Love showed that he he could do that nine carries for him for 33 yards chase hayden had four for nine but it was really reggie stepping in there and and it was the pass game as well and they got the tight ends involved two different tight ends score michael marquez with his first career touchdown tip ryman with his second career touchdown had one at minnesota last year he gets in the end zone today as well and i thought they were really balanced overall Illinois goes for 198 rushing yards. They go for 220, uh, 196, sorry, Mass Hard, 196 <laughs> through the air. So very, very balanced in that sense. And I, I just thought they were impressive overall for what they were able to show, Bryce. I agree. The balance, like you said. I remember, you know, two weeks ago when they were playing Wyoming, we said the tight ends didn't even get involved. And so, I mean, just being able to incorporate that, obviously first game, they pulled up a win, so it was no big deal against Wyoming, but they are getting the tight ends involved. And then, like you said, Reggie Love third stepping up when Josh McCray is down. You know, we got another guy coming in, fulfilling that role as the second uh, running back. So I think it's great to see that. And then, I mean, it gives Chase Brown a little bit of a rest. I mean, the guy... I mean, I, he's he can kind of just go, I guess, all day long, but it's from what we've seen. But it does give him a rest and also kind of changes up your offense. I mean, if teams see, okay, they're going to get to Chase Brown every time, they're going to mark him like crazy. But if you have other guys to go to, then it makes it easier for your offense. Obviously, Chase Brown, we may not see him in college football next year, though. No. So he, he was just impressive again, once again. And he reached 2,000 uh Yards today, yeah, for his for career. So that's in, I think he's 19th to do it in Illinois school history. So that's pretty neat for him. If he continues on this track, there's zero chance he's at Illinois next year. (laughs) And that's a good thing for the Illini because it means that they're going to be, uh, you know, in in a good position here as well. This is a a good win. This is a marquee win for Brett Bielema. And yes, Virginia is not the team it was last year. With a new coach and Tony Elliott and new coordinators, uh, you know, but they did have a lot of guys back, and and I thought Illinois really, really stepped up. A lot of credit to that Illinois secondary. Two interceptions today. The turnovers continue to be an issue mm-hmm. for Illinois. Uh, Tommy DeVito threw a pick. Uh, they fumbled too many times. Those are things that have to get cleaned up moving forward. But the thing about it to me that evened it out was that Illinois forced turnovers. Obviously, that's pretty simple. But the third and fourth down conversion was crazy to me. Virginia 2 of 20 on third and fourth down, that is a recipe for success to win games if you can limit opponents to that. And and I thought it was very, very impressive in, in that sense from the Illini. I agree. And I mean, 
There are so many times, too. There were almost so many interceptions, too. Did you notice that during the game? Like, so many times it just, like, hit off their hand. I was like, oh, and everyone in the press box would be like, ooh, because everyone wanted to. Because yeah. it was so close. So, I mean, I mean, just on top of that, they were just breaking up. But they were so close to having a bunch more interceptions, too. So, that defense was just unreal. But, yeah, as you mentioned, like, offensive-wise, I mean, there's still a few little bugs to pick out also penalties Illinois was 10 for 71 so they they've been saying they need to work on that the last two weeks I think that's something they need to continue to try to stop (laughs) a little bit more but um but I think that's another thing they need to just kind of be wary of those are little things those are kind of more mental mistakes I think absolutely you can't have that many penalties especially when Big Ten play starts Illinois should beat Chattanooga Chattanooga beat EIU uh, tonight down in Charleston. So they get a return trip back to central Illinois next Thursday. And by next Thursday, I mean like 12 days from now uh, on a Thursday night lights game for the Illini. But those things have to be cleaned up. Absolutely. Illinois cannot have 10 penalties. That is not a recipe for success. They were able to get away with it uh, today against the Cavaliers, but that is not going to work going forward. And, And neither are the fumbles. Three fumbles for the orange and blue. Those things have to be changed uh, if you're going to beat a team like Wisconsin in the Big Ten. If you're going to go out and beat an Iowa uh, who looked very poor today once again. Uh, <laughs> man, that is tough. They lost to Iowa State. Um, Nebraska loses to Georgia Southern. There, there's a lot of things in the West, Bryce, where I look at and go, okay, well, if Illinois plays up to its potential, why can't they be a, a middle a team in the West, uh, you know, f- There's no reason in my eyes they can't finish third or fourth in the West if they play like this. And that's a big if. There's injuries, certainly. There's things that are going to happen that are not going to go their way. But if they clean these things up and Chase Brown is the Chase Brown that he's been through the first three games, in my eyes there's no reason um, they they can't go to a bowl game and they can't finish middle of the pack in in the West. I agree. Like you said, we're just watching the games here um, and – I kind of think it's up for grabs a little bit here. Like it's everyone's kind of in the same boat. And like you mentioned, I'm just going to reiterate basically what you said, but if Illinois plays like they can, and then they just clean up a little bit of those mistakes, like they're going to be a pretty good team. If we saw that they are very capable of being a really good team. So, and I think we got a glimpse of it today. It was just like, Oh, whoa. Okay. So this is what they're doing. Okay. This is the kind of team that they are striving to be. And they've been talking about being and that they're, they said they are capable of, and we kind of got a glimpse of it today. And it's a showing against another yeah. team like Virginia. I mean, when you yes. when you throw that stat out there that they haven't <laughs> beat a Power 5 non-conference team since 2011, that's pretty remarkable and pretty crazy in that sense. Uh, when you start to think about all the losses, all of the even group of five losses that they've had at home through the years, those add up. And so these are moments that Illinois can certainly build upon and need to build upon if they are going to take that next step as a program. And Brett Bielema said after the game that this was a measuring stick game for him to see how far his program had come and 100% on that. Uh, Illinois should feel very, very good about its performance against a Virginia team and program that has been a lot better historically than Illinois in the past decade. We talked about some of the issues that need to get cleaned up. Uh, Let's talk about some guys that stood out today. And for me, it was the freshman. Matthew Bailey continues to show what he can bring and his potential and what he already has, not just potential, but what he's doing on the field uh, right now. And he said after the game, he's still kind of in awe. It's a little bit of a shock that he was not heavily recruited. Illinois' only Power 5 offer 
did not perform well in his workout here, able to get an offer anyway, and he was playing high school football this time last year with with no offers. Like he, he didn't think he'd be playing high major college football at all, and, and here he is in interception today, scored the touchdown off the punt that was uh, fumbled by Virginia, and yeah. he's able to fall in on the end zone. Awesome story. Like That is so much fun to watch guys like that and afterward it's confident too said like hey look I believe that I I have the skills and the ability and the coaches put me in these positions so much fun for me just as like rooting for a story Mm -hmm. to see him go out there and do that well he's he's an underdog you know and so everyone likes an underdog and it's super neat he's an Illinois guy um from like state native um and anyways it just he came out his post game though I was watching it back because I was already at the station but he was all smiles too he was just super excited I mean who wouldn't be what a game for him and the fact that he's being able to get into the games too and Vilma said in training camp that he's a guy he could see in the NFL which is a big thing to say so you know coming in as a true freshman and getting a touchdown and an interception today I mean he's gonna be one happy kid today I be calling my mom saying mom are you watching the game which I'm sure his parents were but I mean how cool I don't know I just think I'm like I'm smiling for him I just thought it was super neat for him it's just that's neat of a story for him and just I mean he came on his visit and you think he was gonna get he thought he did terribly because his legs were tired after a track meet and some football games or whatever and so he thought he wasn't even gonna get an offer and thought he was just and not even gonna be here yeah he didn't get the offer when he came had, and worked out exactly and it, then it's when a home, Ryan Walters upset. going yeah. to see him at his school Moline to, to be say like, hey look wait we need this kid. yes this guy yeah. can do something his nickname Sid 2.0 he even talks like Sidney Brown I thought it was funny it was those two that did the fumble and touchdown because it was yeah. Sidney Brown that forced the fumble too and I was like oh here they are Sid and Sid 2.0 exactly. running around on the field so it was kind of funny to me great to see that just rooting for that story yeah. is tremendous uh, just putting yourself in that kid's yeah. shoes and, and how big of a smile he had post-game was yeah. was pretty cool. And we turned on the lights on him, and he's like, whoa. And I was like, bright lights, kid. You know, <laughs> Welcome just, to the big leagues, exactly kid. Exactly <laughs> what it is. Another name that I was uh, just, I don't want to say surprised, but like Gabe Ackes continues to show his potential. The dude looks like a man-child. He's a freshman. He looks like he's in his late 20s NFL ripped body. Yeah. I mean, incredible oh body. Yeah. And he's showing that his body is ready for the Big Ten. Uh, he had two tackles today, two sacks, two tackles for loss. And that kid is going to be playing a lot more. And as we talk about the bye week and things that they can do, change, it was the bye week last year that they made all these changes. I don't know if they necessarily needed to make a bunch of changes, but I think there's going to be some personnel things where – there are going to be some new players. We're going to see Matthew Bailey more. We're going to see Gabe Ackes more. And, and in part, seeing Ackes more is that Ezekiel Holmes went down with an injury that Brett Bielema described after the game as, as a little bit more serious, could miss some more time. And so Ezekiel had started uh, quite a few games in here for the Illini. And, and I think we're going to see that Gabe's going to be either in the starting lineup because Alec Bryant was also out today, another outside linebacker. Would not surprise me at all, Bryce, if we see Gabe Ackes in the starting lineup against Chattanooga, and he's played like he deserves it. Oh, definitely. He came out ready to go, and I mean, the fact that you have that depth, even as like freshmen coming in, I think that's awesome for just the program itself to have 
two guys coming in as freshmen stepping up into roles already. Like when someone goes down, you be able to throw a freshman in there and he balls out and gets the most sacks for your team uh, and everything and like leads your team here. So I just think it's, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a, he's kind of a beast. If you look at him, he's like a 30 year old man. He looks yes. like competing, but, um, but yeah, he did, he did fantastic. I mean, there's only kudos to him. I think we're going to see a lot more of him and Matthew Bailey. And I mean, Bielma even said last game that, you know, or I think on Monday that it's kind of one of the last times, this was kind of one of the last games to really see some freshmen and you got to see him. So he's kind of like, it's kind of the cutoff soon about if you're going to keep playing them or not. Yeah. And so I guess now he's like, I'm probably going to keep playing these guys. So we might see a little bit more of them. No um, doubt about those two guys. And if they, as they hit that four game cutoff for the red shirt, I mean, they're going to have to make some of those decisions uh, about who's going to be on the field and and who's going to keep that red shirt. And, definitely we're going to see Gabe Backus yeah. in, a, in a lot bigger role. And I think the same for Matthew Bailey as well. Bailey already in on special teams, and that's where he made his big play to get the touchdown. But I think we're going to see him a lot, lot more in that secondary. He was he was in it uh, later too, I think, making getting some reps uh, later in the game, if I'm correct. But I'm pretty sure he got in um, in the secondary a little bit more too and off of special teams. Yeah. So that's nice. He got some reps there as well, like later on in the game. I think it was the second half. So it's like good for him to be able to already get some some playing time there. Hundred percent, yeah. They're going to see a lot more of those guys. Uh, we mentioned some concerns about the turnovers, about penalties. Another concern I have is special teams, Bryce. Uh, as as we saw, Caleb Griffin miss a couple more field goals today, and some of them were not very long. Uh, missed a thirty-one yarder, missed a forty-five yarder, made a twenty-three yarder, and so great to see that he he can make. A couple of those short ones, but when you're missing a 31-yard attempt, uh, that is cause for concern. And he's he's at about a 50% clip right now for the year. And so we had talked before the season even got started about Illinois lost all of their special teams core, everyone from the snapper to the holder to the punter to the kicker. It, it was all gone and, and having to be replaced. And, and last week we saw some concerns with Hugh Robertson. Uh, he averaged 42 today on five punts, which was better. But I think the concern is still there for Caleb Griffin. And there's not much behind him that's proven. And so Caleb's going to have to figure that out. That's a big-time concern for me. The positive on the special teams was Isaiah Williams. Punt returned 57 yards today. And I felt like he had some big plays. One of those called back by a yeah. penalty. But I, I think there's some balance in that of, of where they've got to find um, more consistency in both. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can't miss the 31-yard field goal attempt. That's that's too close. I, it, unfortunately, like I don't, I yeah, they got to figure that out. You gotta, you gotta. I don't know if that's a mental thing or what, but you need to be able to hit those. And like you mentioned, punting wise, Hugh Robertson also. Last game had some issues as well, completely kind of shanking it out of bounds the one time. Like, you just kind of got to figure that out. I don't know what needs to be done, but it needs to be something because it's going to hurt them in the long run. You know, field goals win games a lot of the times. I mean, especially was, for Brett Bielema's teams. Yeah. They play close games. Yeah, they'll be three point game. They lost a three point game last game, you know? So, yeah. I mean, field goals win games and you got to be able to make those. But I, I was going to say, Isaiah Williams, you need to keep him on the punt returns. He, <laughs> he did it really well today. Um, I mean, he was, yeah, that was really good. I, I liked his outing. So that's a positive, I guess, for the special teams, like you mentioned. And obviously, Matthew Bailey was great on special teams. But 
you know, so it's some negatives and positives that you need to kind of fish out a little bit. Yeah, and Caleb has been good on kickoffs. I, yeah. I don't have an issue with that for the most part. Uh, four touchbacks today is what I have him at. Good good on that, but mm-hmm. you got to get it through the uprights, especially on the, the, closer the 40, 40 yeah. and in, because uh, that, that is going to cost Illinois a game at, at some point later on. Uh, all right. I had said that after Wyoming, they were going to be 4 0. Uh, missed on that one. Thanks, <laughs> Indiana, for the uh, the miss on that. Illinois is going to beat Chattanooga. I would, that would be a huge yeah. upset uh, if Chattanooga came in here and won. Illinois never lost to an FCS opponent, and, and I don't expect that. So Illinois is going to be 3-1, and one, and this was a big proving point uh, for me today to see in this program. It was a proving point for Brett Bielema. I wanted to see if he could do it. Overall, uh, if Illinois is 3-1, and one, and we can just – presume that in that sense how do you feel where, where are you at with well, this knowing the disappointment of indiana and that they probably should have been 4-0 but they're most likely going to leave the month of september with three wins well i'd like to say i think i said three and one at the first uh first time I, so yeah. uh, i want to pat myself on the back there i think i said three and one but anyways uh you and I'm, andy both did yeah. i was the one i was well, the outlier i thought I virginia they were gonna lose against virginia yeah. so you, you never know college yep. football it's all over the place but um but, yeah, I think, I mean, they're going to be in a great spot, you know, if they beat Chattanooga, which they should. Um, I mean, going into conference play and everything, I mean, that's going to kind of lift you up a little bit going into some Big Ten games and, you know, coming off a big win. Easy, hopefully easy win. I wouldn't say easy, but, oh, should. What's, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess a should win. Yeah, just take care of business yeah. win is what I would yeah. call it against Chattanooga. Yeah. You're, you, you're going to be a – Two and a half, three touchdown favorite over Chattanooga, yeah. and they need to go win that game. Yeah, so you should, should feel pretty good going into the rest of your season on a you know three and three and one already. So I don't know. I think yeah. that'd be a good little spot for them to continue their season and really get into the, the grind of it. And it sets up an October one matchup mm-hmm. with Brett Bielema going back to Wisconsin for the first time to restart Big Ten play. And Wisconsin lost today at home uh, it, to Washington State. There's there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game and another opportunity for as disappointing as that loss was at Indiana on uh, September 2nd. A month later, they could gain all of that back if Brett Bielema could go to Wisconsin and win. It will be a tall task. Uh, Wisconsin is a very, very good program, obviously, but they did show that they're vulnerable losing to Washington State today. At so, home, too. At home, right. So we'll see how that plays out. That's three weeks from today. A bye week first for the Illini. They need to get healthy, uh, rest up, give opportunities. guy like Julian Pearl, who played mm-hmm. today but was very limited in that sense. Uh, he has to get healthy. Ezekiel Holmes sounds like he'll be out. Could we see Josh McRae I was wondering that. against Chattanooga? Maybe a chance to get him back. I would not be surprised, though, if he doesn't suit up until that Wisconsin was, game. Yeah. Give him three weeks now post-Chattanooga. They should be able to beat you Chattanooga shouldn't need him. him. Yeah, you Correct. shouldn't need him in that game. It'd almost be smarter just to make sure he's yep. fully healthy for you know, that first game against Wisconsin. Correct. So that would be, you know, a, a month plus yeah. where he would have rest and, and a chance to get healthy there. And they could use him certainly at Wisconsin. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But a lot of nation feeling good after Illinois beats Virginia 24-3. to What a difference a year can make after that blowout loss in Charlottesville last year. That'll do it for the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast for Bryce Beamant. I am Brett Behrens. Thanks so much for listening. 
You can watch all of our content on WCIA.com. Listen to Brett Bielema's full post-game press conference there as well. We streamed it live on our social media pages, website as well. It is all there now for you to listen. Enjoy this one, Illini Nation. We'll talk to you next time here on the 3-1 Podcast. Thank you.